0: up folks this is your boy the pittsburgh golf hack and you are listening to the official podcast i'm your host garen on the other side i got my trusty sidekick
1: rich what's up buddy hey what's going on man uh happy to be here yet again and uh looking forward to this being a an every month gig like we planned
0: absolutely man it's uh got a lot to talk about it has been a long month a uh, little bit a <laughs> little bit over i believe we're overdue right
1: we are after about 53 takes. So in the, uh, in the spirit of full communication for you folks, just real fast, Garrett and I had some technical issues and uh, we, we have to work around work and spouses and everything else to, to get a nice clear uh, recording for you guys. And we have, we have fought every technical issue that we could possibly have and uh, better late than never.
0: Yeah, yeah, kind of tough when we don't have a technical studio, so uh, we're, right. we're doing we're doing this on the fly.
1: <laughs> yes, very very much so. But I think we got it dialed in, and uh, boy, what a difference just over a month makes.
0: Oh, uh, you are not kidding, man. We have so much to talk about. Um, really, really pumped. Hey, before we get started, just a little a little plug here. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, you can follow the Pittsburgh Golf Hack on Instagram and Twitter at pghgolfhack so just a little plug there if you want to follow on social media, but, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's, uh, let's talk about a lot of cool stuff. So first off, I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, uh, Matt Sovon out in Las Vegas. What's up, Matt? Gave us some really good feedback after our last podcast that, to be honest with you, I really hadn't thought about. I think we were so excited to just get this podcast started, but, uh, Matt hit me up in a uh, hit me up with a comment after the last podcast and said, "Hey, not for nothing, but you all are talking a lot about numbers on the launch monitor. You're talking a lot about spin rates, and all that's cool. But I've never hit on the launch monitor, and I don't have a clue what any of that stuff means. Could you dive into that a little bit and just kind of, you know, give me a, a baseline for what what you're talking about?" So. I thought that was pretty good feedback.
1: Yeah, Um, absolutely, man. Um, I, I, I agree. And thanks for pointing that out, Matt. Uh, we, Garen and I probably take for for granted a little bit that we kind of get into the weeds, uh, with the technical stuff since we've started learning about it. Um, you know, we're, we're both kind of hungry for that knowledge and, uh, take for granted that not everybody has a SIM in their town and not everybody has access to, uh, getting spin rates and spin numbers. So, um, or even swing speed. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, absolutely. So we figured we'd take just a quick second to, to kind of explain what we, um, what we mean when we talk about backspin and side spin and spin numbers and swing speed and all that. So, uh, Garen, you want to, you want to kind of let everybody know what swing speed equates to and where that comes from?
0: Yeah. So there, there's a few important pieces that we'll, we'll try to keep it as basic as possible, but, and by no means, are we even remotely close to being the experts on launch monitors? I mean, I just literally started hitting on one this past year. So, uh, you know, I'm going to give you some very basic information that I know, but, Swing speed is probably one of the first numbers that I would say that you would want to start with understanding what your swing speed is because that can dictate a lot of things like the stiffness of shaft that you're playing. So if you, if you have a swing speed that's somewhere around the neighborhood of the, we'll just say high 80s, low 90s, somewhere in that ballpark, I'd probably, I would even say probably between 90 and 100, you're probably going to be looking at a stiff shaft. Uh, Anything under 90, you're probably going to be looking at a regular flex shaft. And when you start getting into your upper hundreds, uh, there's kind of a gray area there between 100 and 100 and maybe seven or eight that you could still be playing a stiff shaft. But once you get into those, the 110, 112, 114 mile per hour swing speed, you should be playing a stiff shaft. So that's an important thing for you to understand as far as swing speed goes.
1: Right. Um, so to kind of pile onto that really quick uh, and, and maybe, maybe Garen can take the time to post one of his swings and one of my swings and I, I, I'll get uh, our friend Jeff to, to maybe uh, give us a video of one of his swings. It's kind of like the, the, the low, medium, high settings on that, that he was just talking about. Garen swings the, the club about 100 miles an hour. I'm up anywhere from 107 to 110 and Jeff is 114 plus. Uh, Jeff swings the club at a very elite speed uh, hits the ball a long way um, so kind of keep an eye on Instagram Twitter and Facebook and we we may be able to get some some videos up. Uh, this week of us all three hitting driver and you'll kind of see what the what that low medium high is and Garen is definitely swinging on the on the cusp of that medium so um, I think with a little bit of training man you're gonna be swinging the club really nicely uh, which is what we're getting ready to get into Um, as far as spin is concerned which is what Matt asked about um I'm just gonna I'm gonna talk just strictly driver um, and for those of you who are looking for the knowledge, if you want to reach out uh, on Instagram, we'll be glad to to go into a little more uh, detail for you. Um, but ideal spin numbers with a driver is in that 2500 to thirty one, thirty two hundred 3200 uh, RPM. Uh, range and what that does is it gives you enough spin to keep the ball aloft and not enough spin to keep the ball from doing what we call ballooning which is sh- which is exactly what it sounds like and that's shooting straight up in the air and dropping out um, so if, if you're out there and you're looking to get a new driver and you're looking for fitting and you're looking for numbers, um, that spin number is usually one of the bigger ones that people look for. And you want to be in that 25, 27 to 3,200 RPM um, backspin um, with as little side spin as possible. Right, Darren?
0: Yeah. Matter of fact, it's funny you mentioned that because I actually just pulled a document up. If you go to trackman.com which is trackman is one of the launch monitor simulator companies that's out there they actually have some baseline data for kind of what you would see the average tour pro playing at with with different with different clubs so um, and they actually say that for driver a tour pro average is hitting somewhere around that 2600 rpm rate for for spin rate and right. and like Rich said you don't when you start seeing your numbers on spin rate get too high into the upper 3,000s and 4,000s, for, and for some people who's really slicing the ball, maybe even the 5,000s, um, that's when you're going to see your your slices or your hooks or your imperfections within your swings really start to exacerbate because that spin, you know, if you cut across the ball a little bit and you've got you know a little bit extra spin it's gonna cause your ball to kind of spin you know a little bit out of control, but if you're think about it like a bowling ball, the more r p m that you can put on a bowling ball, the more it's gonna spin and the harder it's gonna to cut towards the the head pin right. golf is is exactly the same way. The more spin you put on that ball, if you get that ball moving to the left or to the right off the club face and you're spinning the crap out of it it's going to spin harder in that direction so
1: yep absolutely man um and and, you know hopefully matt we answered your question and and uh you 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 do a, a pretty great job at corresponding with us so if if we didn't and uh if we can clarify anything for you or for anybody else out there um reach out man we'd love to we'd love to hear from you um well speaking of uh launch monitors and uh spin rates and club head speed and all of that other fun stuff um weren't you supposed to do something last month garen
0: i was and i did
1: oh you did you did well hit me with it dude i want to hear all about it um you've told me very little so let's let's hear all the gory details
0: uh so what rich would be referring to is old dad here went for a driver fitting. <laughs> um, yes, he did. It's, if you go back and listen to, to episode one there, you'll hear me talking about, you know, some of the issues I've had with driver. And, you know, I decided to go get a driver fitting. Richard talked me into it. I've seen some of the results that he was seeing from his driver fittings. I've seen a lot of uh, instructors talking about driver fittings. And, and again, It was really kind of the backwards process for me because I was having, I'm having swing issues. I won't say I was, I am still having swing issues. Um, So typically you try to hash out your swing issues before you go get a driver fitting. But for me, you know, I've been working on a lot of things. My swing has pretty much stayed pretty consistent. So in my head, I thought, well... You know, maybe there's some things that I can learn about the kick points and the launch points, and um, you know, the stiffness of my shaft. Maybe you know, should I be going up or down in stiffness? You know, there was a lot of questions that I had, and and so you know, in talking to Rich, which was like, hey, like it's not going to hurt anything. Just go get a driver fitting, and maybe you'll learn something. Maybe you'll learn that you're you're not playing the right. The right shaft, maybe you'll find a shaft that, that helps you launch the ball a little bit better or close the face a little bit better. So um, that's what I ended up doing. And just to kind of give you a little preview, if you start looking for places to go get fitted, there's a lot of different options out there, and you're going to see a lot of different things uh, with regards to price, you're going to see a lot of a lot of terminology being thrown at you, and here would be my advice to you um, you can pay a lot of money for a driver fitting or you can pay a little bit of money for a driver fitting if it's your first one, I would recommend going with the lower of the of the bunch just me personally and here's why you don't want to be completely overwhelmed for your first driver fitting because it's not a natural a natural feeling necessarily no.
1: Now, have you ever hit golf balls in a closet?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have
1: you have you ever stepped into your pantry and tried to swing your driver?
0: <laughs> it, that's essentially what it is. It is a little bit unnatural. So, um, you know, it, it takes a little bit of time if you've never hit on a launch monitor. That's another thing. If you've never hit on a launch monitor, that takes some time to get used to, yep. but Absolutely. Um, it's going to be a good a good experience for you to get some baseline data, especially if you're one of those folks that have never been on Launch Monitor, you don't know what your data looks like. Um, it's going to be a good opportunity for you. But I went into this with a, a completely different mindset. So most people go to a driver fitting to try to find a driver that fits for their game. I went for just a shaft fitting, I, I went in with the mindset of I wanted to find a shaft that worked with my current driver head because I didn't. Again, I'm cheap, as we mentioned on the first podcast. Right. Um, Make no qualms about it. (laughs) Um, but I wanted to try to keep my current driver head and find a shaft that worked well. We'll just. I won't let the cat out of the bag, but this ballooned into something that it was never intended to be.
1: Oh, did it ever? Um. (laughs) (laughs) and so so just just really quick for for those of you out there you know to kind of to kind of compile what what garen said and kind of put it in a nice little neat ball for you like for me um with garen having swing issues and i i actually got fit in the midst of a complete swing change a couple years ago and i swing a completely different shaft than i did back then i actually swing a completely different driver but that's Neither here nor there. We're gonna do. um, I I think we're gonna do a what's in the bag uh, episode here pretty soon for the two of us, um, and kind of explain why. But um, just really quick, what what a driver fitting is going to do for you, and what I think it's done for Garen is it's given Garen a baseline set of numbers to improve upon, and he can he can use those numbers to both change his swing and see positive improvement on. His swing changes, and also he can see improvement on different pieces of equipment. Which uh, apparently you ended up with a different piece of equipment in your hand.
0: I well, I ended up with a recommendation for a different piece of equipment. I have not got that piece of equipment in hand just yet, but we'll we'll oh, come back. But to I that. mean,
1: but I mean that did prompt the permission slip. Right? You know what? We'll get into it in a minute. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: Yeah, you're getting way way ahead of me here. <laughs> Um, so going back to the driver fitting. All right. So I went in for just looking at shafts. All right. I went in, told the, told the pro basically, here's what I'm looking to do. I want to lower my spin rates. I want to lower, um, lower my launch. I want to try to, you know I'm not getting the, the club head closed, but that's also because I'm coming over the top. And you know, mm-hmm. we talked about all my problems. I told what I wanted and expected out of the driver fitting. So um, going back to what I was talking to talking about previously though, I went with a lower choice option. I'll be transparent about it. I went with Dick Sporting Goods. all right? Now Dick Go- Dick Sporting Goods also owns Golf Galaxy. And when I called Golf Galaxy, I was rather caught off guard because, you know, I I thought it was pretty straightforward what I was asking. And to be completely honest with you, they were very kind of cold and and offstandish with me because, you know, I'm not for sure if it was because I didn't, I wasn't coming in guns blazing, speaking all the right language or whatever the case may be, but, uh they just really didn't seem like they were that interested and then i called another place that was across the street that um was called club champ a little bit higher in place with a lot more options and variety but they were super expensive um and so when i called dix the folks at dix were very accommodating they were very happy um you know to help me out and were interested in what i was trying to do so you know, and they only charge twenty nine dollars, folks, just so you know. And for twenty nine dollars I felt that I got a really, really good customer service experience there. So I can't speak highly enough about dicks. Um yeah. I had and, the same experience. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. That's that's where you've you've had some fitting experiences there as well.
1: Yeah, I I've done uh I've done uh the golf works thing. I've done, I've done I've had a professional fitting done. Um, and the, as long as you get a great pro at Dick's, and I've been really lucky that my, the two local Dick sporting goods near my house, um, the pros, there are very accommodating and they want you to get better. And they don't even particularly care whether you buy anything there because they don't work on commission. Uh, they would love to sell you something and they're happy to, but they don't, it's not, it's not like... Uh, a club fitting experience where you feel pressured to buy your club from that person, which I highly recommend as well. If you can get into it to a pro that you you highly trust and who do, does a great job at fitting you when you're ready to make a, a purchase choice, um, there is there is nothing wrong at all with going to to a club pro and have them get their commission from the from the uh, the club that they sell you. But uh, you got to kind of watch. Sometimes you'll get that hook put in your in your lip, and, and you get reeled in. And that was the last thing that I wanted to happen with, with Garen, uh, although I know he's cheap enough to say no to anybody. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, right. Uh, no shame. <laughs> no shame at all in your game. Um, but I, I made the suggestion of going to Dick's and at least getting a set of baseline numbers, and uh, it was interesting what, what, what came out of it.
0: Yeah, it was really good. I, um, you know, again, for what I was wanting to do really wasn't your traditional club fitting. You know, most times you go in for a club fitting, you know, you're, you're getting fit to a specific club. I was just looking for better shaft options, which, you know, nothing wrong. There, there's shaft fittings as well. So um, I go in and I take my, my current driver and, you know, I, I tell the pro what I want to do. He's like, well, go ahead and get set up. You know, go go take you some practice swings, get warmed up, and I'll get everything set up and then you know, in a minute I'll come over. So I get warmed up and everything, and uh he comes over and I start hitting some balls and he's like, you know, we really We need to take a step back and look here at a couple of things, he said, because you know, I can do a fitting for you. He's like, but you know, there's a couple of things that I'm seeing that we need to, to get tweaked. I was like, I know I'm over the top. I'm slicing the ball. My spin rate's high. He said, yeah, but let's just, just keep hitting some balls and, and let me take a look at something. So I hit a few more balls and immediately he, he asked me a question, a very simple question that I didn't know the answer to. He said, Garen, just out of curiosity, are you putting your weight on your front or your back foot when you first start your, your swing, I said, you know, I've never really thought about it. You know, let me hit a few more and I'll, and I'll tell you. So I hit two or three more balls and I said, you know, I'm putting my weight on my front foot. He said, don't do that. He said, you are losing so much power and so much swing speed because you're doing that. And he said, it could, so it's not going to be fix your over the top, but it could help you, you know, get a, a little bit more of a positive attack angle. I said, okay, so I did it, and immediately my swing speed went up rich from 92 mile an hour to 99 and 100.
1: That's crazy. That's a, that's a big difference in, in a very small uh, amount of, of, of effort in a change. And uh, even though swing speed isn't, isn't going to be the cure-all, that's, that's going to give you distance just in itself.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and not only that, but he was right. You know, we started seeing my attack angle change. And, um, you know, I think that the, the biggest takeaway from my fitting was that right there, that just that time with the pro, you know, made a big difference. But, you know, we kept on, you know, once we got that working for me and I got comfortable with it, then we started, he's like, okay, now we can start playing with some shafts for you. So we, we put all kinds of different shafts in. We tried. We tried. Uh, some of the Aldillas that are out there, we tried the, uh, the Rogue White, uh, we tried some of the Fujikura shafts, we tried some of the different hazardous shafts, which I'm currently playing a hazardous shaft in my driver, 55 gram stiff flex shaft, um, but we tried some other various ones. Uh, there was another one, I can't, uh, I swear I always stumble on pronouncing this one, but it, it's spelled K-A-G-E, I can't remember. It's just Cage. Just Cage. Um, we tried some of their shafts, tried some nipping shafts and to be honest with you, it really wasn't changing anything. I I wasn't seeing any change in results. As a matter of fact, you know, my spin numbers were still so high that the pro was like, dude, I've never seen anyone with so much side spin on the ball that, that you have. He's like, you know, you're getting 5,000 RPMs at times and, you know, consistently he's like, so I. He's like, I don't really know what to tell you, and he sat there and scratched his head for a little bit, and he said, "Let's start trying some different driver heads." So,
1: oh, trying some different driver heads, eh?
0: Yeah, yeah. We we tried some different driver heads. He said, "I know you're not you're not looking to spend a lot of money." He said, but he said, "I'm just curious now." He's like, I, "I'm just," he's like, "I'm just as, just as perplexed as you are." So he's like, "Let's try some different shafts, uh, and some different driver heads." I mean and so we tried the the Callaway Maverick because that one was the one I'm a Callaway fanboy um sure. and wanting to stick with that vein plus my current driver was Callaway so I wanted to try to stick uh, with that same vein and I tried the Maverick because I love the way it looks like if I was going to go out and spend money on a driver like that's the one I'm buying because it's just a good looking driver Mm-hmm. um but i hit maverick and i'll be honest with you didn't like the way it felt uh can't explain wow. it but i just didn't like the way that it it felt to me sure. um and and i don't really know why because if you look at the technology it's not a lot different than the callaway rogue
1: nah, but it's, it's all in feel there's a there's a big difference between uh you know uh i'm a tailor-made guy and some of those m series drivers don't feel as like the m1 to me doesn't feel it it, everybody loved that m1 and i just wasn't like i i thought the the m3 was a much better driver than the m1 um so yeah it was weird
0: it It was weird i I mean you would think because they're both if you looked at the face and the jailbreak technology they both looked exactly like the same construction but they did not feel the same nope
1: Uh, no there's there's big differences
0: so right away I scratched Maverick off the list. Tried the Callaway Rogue. Really liked the the feel of that club and I liked the way that it sat behind the ball. It, it just had a good um to me I just it, liked the way it set up real, really well uh, visually.
1: It inspired confidence.
0: Right. Right. Um just liked the way it visually sat, but sure. still did I mean I saw some improvements in spin but we're still seeing high spin numbers and you know, so we're, you know, I kept hitting it. We made some adjustments uh, with the hosel still wasn't able to get where I wanted to. And so the pro goes back and he grabs a club and he comes back and he says, I don't want you to look at the sticker. I just want you to hit this club. And I said, okay. And I said, (laughs) what is it? He said, don't even ask. He said, just hit it. I said, okay. So, I rear back and hit this club, and the first, the first shot with this driver, baby cut fade straight down the middle of the fairway, 270 yards, 100 mile an hour swing speed. And I said, Ooh. What, Ooh. Is <laughs> what is this?
1: What is this? Garen's already taken his credit card out of his pocket. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, it, it really did miracles, and he said, hit it again. So I hit it again, not as long the next time, but still in the 260 ballpark. Um, right. and, and I kept hitting it and I was always at least somewhere between 250 and 270. And um, so you know, I, I said, you know, okay, tell me more. What what is this you just put in my hand? He said, That is the new Callaway Big Bertha B twenty one with an RCH 55 stiff flex shaft of which by the way is the stock shaft that comes in that driver. Nothing special about it. Um, but he said that club has been designed with anti-slice technology. He said the weighting and the distribution of the center of gravity in that club has been built for people who are struggling with a slice.
1: Super, super draw biased club.
0: Huge, huge. Um, you know so I, you know the more i swung it the more i liked it has has a little bit of a different look to it it has almost more like of a triangular tapered look versus um, so i
1: looked it up i actually like the way that it looks it reminds me a whole lot of i, I swing the sim one um it remind the the head from the top down reminds me a whole lot of not not paint and carbon fiber wise but the head shape uh reminds me a little bit of my sim.
0: I could I could see that. I, I haven't hit a sim, but I you know, just looking at it um you know, it kind of does come back triangularly and has a little bit of a kind of a squared off back. It it's just mm-hmm. a little bit of a different shape than what I'm used to in a typical Callaway driver, but I I liked it. It has kind of a a bluish carbon fiber top. Um yep. but It's
1: a very good looking driver.
0: But it's also at the upper end of the uh upper end of the the dollar scale it's it's 500 dollars right now for for the b21 driver
1: get you some that's big boy money
0: yes yes it is but, so uh,
1: that brings us that brings us to the permission slip
0: yeah the permission slip
1: let's let's talk about it man i need to know if you got your permission slip signed
0: so i uh you know i came back from my driver fitting all excited um, you know, the the missus was waiting and, you know, was was wanting to hear all about it. And so I told her and I was all excited and I said, you know, I, I learned so much, you know, the pro taught me all this stuff. He he he, he made an adjustment, in my swing, and I was immediately gained like eight mile an hour swing speed. And I said and and she was like, Oh, well, you know, what shaft? You know, do you end up buying a new shaft? And I was like, No. I said about, uh,
1: that. <laughs> about that.
0: He he actually we ended up fitting me for a new driver. And she was like, <laughs> did you get it? And I'm like, no. I was like, I figured we should talk first. I said, uh, it's $500.
1: Sit down, honey. <laughs> <laughs> sit, sit down. We've got to talk.
0: And uh, to my surprise, she was like, you know what? She's like, we haven't been spending any money. You've been, been all cooped up here. She's like, go get yourself something nice.
1: Ah, so the permission slip got signed.
0: So I got the permission slip, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of, after talking to Rich and and one of our other buddies, I I kind of, I kind of been taken back a little bit um, because it it was just so much that was kind of thrown at me during that, that session that, number one, I wanted to kind of make sure that the changes that I made with just shifting my weight has, has, is something that's repeatable. And, um, much to my surprise, after about five different sessions, after my driver fitting on the simulator, I am, I'm getting those repeat numbers and actually, uh, have been working on my swing a little bit more to shallow it out. And I'm actually hitting my current driver better than I've ever hit it. Um, that's good. That's great, man. Still coming over the top, still got that slice. So, you know, the no, B20, working on it. we are, we are the, uh, uh, rich rich probably gets uh gets absolutely tired of the uh the uh just the barrage of videos that i send his way after every session but
1: uh, uh i get it i did the same thing to you when i was going through my swing change so i don't feel so bad
0: Nah, it's it's how we get better um yep but uh you know it i continue to work on it but at the same time i'm at a point in the season where i'm kind of like Weather's starting to get better. We're actually going to be able to hit the golf course soon, and I don't want to be tinkering with my swing all summer. So I feel, I feel like I'm in a good place.
1: Yep. And, Time to play your game. You know, it, it, I, I think at this point you you swing your swing and make small changes throughout the course of the year. That's not going to uh, completely derail what you're doing. And when we hit the off season again next year, you continue the big swing change.
0: Yeah, and I think you know the B21 is still probably a viable option. I'm still. It is. Still weighing it out, but I'm probably going to end up picking it up before the beginning of the season. Um, boy.
1: Nobody wants to waste a signed permission slip.
0: That's right. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but really excited for what was taken away with my driver fitting. Again, which is going to kind of lead us into our next topic here. Um, you know, driver fitting is all in what you take away from it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. I learned that after my first one. And and again, I've not been a big proponent of any technology whatsoever in my golf game. I've always played by feel. But Mm. this was, to Rich's credit, this was eye-opening for me. And I learned so much. If you get nothing out of getting a driver fitting, or any club fitting for that matter, other than maybe a piece of swing advice or, or something to help you, in my opinion, it was worth all the money that you spent just to go and have somebody else look at you from an unbiased standpoint. Um, having
1: having a professional give you an idea of what you can improve on is an, is more valuable than any piece of equipment that you can buy. I, I stand by that. I, I think that, and I need to take my own advice more, um, lessons are more valuable than... Uh, than than equipment is ever going to be
0: yeah me too I'm guilty of it too it's it, you know it, it's hard to uh put yourself out there like that to you know to have somebody observe you and give you negative feedback because nobody wants to hear their baby's ugly right
1: absolutely <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants to hear that's that's one for a t-shirt <laughs> nobody uh, wants to hear your baby's ugly <laughs>
0: that's right I mean nobody wants to hear their baby's ugly in our golf games we work at it hard and we take it personally but um, that's the truth man you know, it's hard to put yourself
1: out there, but. Uh, I, so, so yeah, go I, I ahead. What you're getting at, yeah, we were, we were talking about this prior to, to recording and, and we decided to kind of throw it in here and we kind of want your thought process uh, as an audience on what you think uh, in terms of, of what was said. So both of us listening, listen to a podcast from a pretty prominent golf uh, personality out there in the community. And uh, they were talking about fitting and, and you know, uh, custom fitting versus club fitting and and um, so his his sidekick on the show kind of kind of took a, a pretty negative stance on uh, club, club fitting. fitting in general. Yeah, yeah, and it being overrated. And you know, I I just I wanted well we wanted to take a minute and kind of like I think especially after all we just talked about for the last, you know, thirty minutes, right? We you know, I, I think a club fitting is invaluable. I, I I think getting a baseline of information for you to, for you to improve on is invaluable. And what what this guy basically talked about was, you know, you're not you're not hitting off of uh, real turf. You're, you're more than likely not hitting uh, your preferred ball. You're, you're inside. You're hitting in a closet, as, as I just said a few minutes ago, and it does feel like that sometimes. It's very um, unnatural. It, it is. It's an unnatural uh, uh, environment, but it, it's also an environment where you can, you can take the information that you get and make it a baseline. Because you can only make it better out in the course. You're you're never going to be able to replicate course conditions. We no. all know that as golfers. Lord, no. So why not use as much technology as you possibly can to get a to get an idea of A how your swing works and B what equipment works for you? Um, especially when you're when you're paying I mean, even at a hundred dollars for somebody to look at my swing and and say, Okay, I think this piece of equipment is gonna fit your swing best. Um, I think it's that's worth. I tell you what. Let me let me just put it this way. If you could tell me, I could give you a hundred dollar bill right now, and it would take a stroke off of every round that I play this year. I'd give you the hundred bucks. That's yeah. just, That's that. That's just it. For, what about you, dude? Would do, would you do the same thing?
0: Yeah, I mean, case in point. I mean, I spent twenty nine dollars and I gained eight mile per hour swing speed. How many people? would work for months and change their mechanics and and watch all these different videos on youtube and change a million things and rack their brain just to find eight mile per hour that i found in five minutes like
1: with it with 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 a with a with a professional who could see uh what was going on with your swing and what you were doing so, exactly um, I just, I, I, you know, and, and this isn't us down in this guy. Like, like I said, he is, he's one of my favorite golf personalities in the community. I know he's amongst Garen's. Um, I, I watch, uh, and listen to his content, um, pretty much every day, pretty close to every day. And, uh, he's great. And the the guy that's with him is great, but this, this is just a a point that I I can't say that I agree with.
0: Yeah, me either. And, and here's the thing to keep in mind with a driver. And they, they made some really good points in their arguments. So like Rich said, you're, you're in an unfamiliar environment. You're not hitting your balls. That, that's all things that you can change. Like yeah. if you get used to hitting in that environment, number one, when you're hitting on a simulator, like Rich said, you're never going to be able to replicate real-life situation indoors. But if you know what you're doing and you're hitting your baseline – you're getting your baseline data that's giving you data to build off of. And if you keep going back to that same setup, that same simulator time and time again, regardless of whether or not you hit the ball 270 in real life, and you're only hitting it 250 on the simulator, who cares if you see on the simulator that when you first started going, you're only hitting it 250 and you're slicing the ball and you, you keep going and you end up getting to 270 on the simulator and you've eliminated your slice that's all you need to know. You're, you're just trying to find improvement.
1: Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I, in, in today, I think, I think that, that, you know, I, again, neither Garen nor, nor myself are PGA professionals and, and I don't think that like, I don't think any PGA professional would, would downplay a fitting, especially if it, even if it just goes in and builds, um, builds confidence for you as a golfer so um for those of you out there who are listening get out there get fit um take the time to go and and talk to somebody get a lesson um that's that's just what we're what we're trying to kind of hammer down with you guys um but enough about fittings and swing speeds and and all that other stuff stuff that uh (laughs) that we were talking about let's talk about things garen let's talk (laughs) about cool golf things um, just real quick, man, uh, we've been working, uh, over the winter, um, kind of keeping ourselves as sharp as humanly possible. Um, let's talk about some of the cool stuff that we've gotten.
0: Yeah, I think, I think we could probably do a whole episode on all the stuff that we've gotten. I feel like little kids in Christmas.
1: <laughs> God, I, and you know what? I think we should, I think we probably should do a whole episode, but just, uh, just, you know, well, I'll highlight a couple things. So, Garen, Garen talked me into this one, and I had some Amazon gift cards from work, so I, I uh, did what the guys uh, from the Changing Scratch podcast uh, would call integration, and I integrated myself uh, something called uh, FIGOLF or FIGOLF, whichever way you want to say it. FIGOLF. Um, uh, and it's, it's basically a little swing stick with a, uh, with a sensor that's put into the butt end of the club. And the cool thing about that sensor is it can actually be put into, um, it can actually be put into a real club as well. Uh, I'll let Garen tell you a little bit about that really quick here in just a second. But, um, I, I tell you what, it's not the most, um, how do you say it? it's not the most accurate, uh, ac- accurate thing <laughs> in the world, but I'll tell you what, it's, it's a great way you can connect it to uh, a couple of different uh, online games and it has its own um, set of courses in its application. It connects to an iPad or an iPhone. You can cast it to your TV. It's basically uh, a simulator. It is. It's it's a it's a it's a, a very like scaled back version of a simulator. You're not going to get spin numbers or, or, or anything like that. But um, you, you have the ability to play simulated golf um, throughout the winter. And that has been an absolute godsend for me. And I know it has for Garen, uh, even even though it's not the most uh, accurate little thing. But it's been, yeah, it's... it's been pretty cool.
0: It's as close as you're going to find to playing simulated golf with a swing stick um, that, that you're going to find for $250. It, if you want to check it out, I did a video on the Fee Golf itself um, on my YouTube channel, if you want to check that out. And I've also did another one on using it with real clubs. So you can check yes. both of those videos out and see what the results were. It wasn't terribly inaccurate, though. I mean... Um,
1: no, no, it's, it's in the ballpark.
0: You know the 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 big thing you know, are the yardages where, you know yeah. where they would be in real life. No, because I'm hitting some 300 yard bombs on fee golf, and I know that that doesn't happen in real life. But if you slice a ball in real life, you're gonna slice it on fee golf. If you absolutely uh, if you top a ball in real life, you're probably gonna probably gonna hit one thin and top it on fee golf. So uh, yep. the the yep. shot the shot parameters are, are there. It's just, the yardages are a little bit off.
1: Absolutely. And uh, so I, I, I bought another couple things. I got a little metal, a little metal thing that looks pretty graphic, to be honest. Um, it, it's it's magnetic and it connects to uh, any club face, any iron face. Uh, and it it basically, you've seen, I'm sure you've all seen it on online before. Uh, it shows you your trajectory and Whether you know your your setup is because I had an issue last year late at the end of the year with Not being able to line up my shots. It just I lost the ability to line up a shot Um, So I bought this little thing and it allows you to line up to a target and it's a it's a visual aid and it's a strong enough Magnet to where you can swing the club uh, at about 50% And you can see where your club face is pointing at any point in time in the swing, which is really, really handy. Um, I think it was like $10 on, on Amazon. Uh, I'll throw a link uh, up on social media if I can find it this week. Um, but it, I, user beware. It does look pretty graphic. Um,
0: If it wasn't on your golf club, I would think it's something, you bought it in an adult bookstore. (laughs)
1: absolutely <laughs> we'll just leave absolutely. it at that you know what let's 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 just stay where where we're at with that mm-hmm.
0: yeah speaking of where we're at i uh, another piece of equipment that i picked up in the off season was a grace tech indoor putting green which has been pretty cool to help me keep my my putting game pretty sharp and Richard
1: and I, uh, still living the townhome life needed something that I could put away pretty readily. And I bought myself a, a nice roll up, really high end putting green. Um, and that, that is that, I think it's helped the both of us kind of stay pretty sharp throughout the, uh, the course of the, the off season. And I'm really lucky that, that our friend, uh, Jeff shout out to Jeff Rockle, um for letting me come up and, and hitting his garage into his net so um it's been a good winter man i'm just ready to play some golf
0: me too me too so if we can just get rid of these uh nasty temperatures i think we're supposed to hit the 60s this week so uh yes, sir. looking forward to get be, out playing I'll some playing. sloppy get out and play some sloppy golf
1: i don't care <laughs> let me i'll dig i'll dig a club six feet under man i, I just don't care um but uh yeah i think that's that's kind of it for for this week we wanted to talk about you know the stuff we got for the winter but especially we wanted to talk about uh garen's um driver fitting experience and how that went so um what we got planned for him next month man what what are we going to talk about
0: uh i'm not gonna let the cat out of the bag if uh we'll just put this way i i've done some pretty um uh non-traditional experiments over the past week Uh, i'm not gonna let the cat out of the bag yet but you can probably get a clue if you check out my instagram twitter and uh youtube channel to see some of the new videos that i posted but uh got something pretty interesting to talk to you all about next episode
1: well that sounds good man well uh listen everybody uh, it would really help us out a ton uh, if you liked, followed, shared, did all that great stuff uh, on our socials, and especially here on the podcast. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please be sure that you subscribe and leave us a uh, leave us a comment and a rating. It it does uh, it does really really big wonders for us uh, on the algorithm for other golfers to see us. So uh, we would love to to expand our audience so if you guys could help us out doing that we would hugely appreciate it. You can follow us uh at PGH Golf Hack on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and YouTube. Am I right, Garen?
0: Uh just the Pittsburgh Golf Hack at YouTube. So
1: now there we go. So the Pittsburgh Golf Hack at YouTube, PGH Golf Hack everywhere else. So uh like, share, follow, hit the bell, hit the heart hit the everything do whatever you can
0: Um, we need all the help we can get
1: (laughs) oh my god in every aspect of our lives
0: so all right man well i think that we've uh we've hit them with enough stuff this week so until the next time folks you all get out and hit them straight and keep on hacking